Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We do what we do to heal ourselves. And when we do that, we help others. Because when you heal the little part of you that needs to be healed, it heals the whole collective. You've done a piece that uplifts the whole. And if you don't do your piece, it doesn't get done. So we all have to do our piece. Hello, and welcome to the Not Perfect Podcast. My name is Poppy Jamie, a recovering perfectionist and the founder of award-winning mindfulness app, Happy Not Perfect. Like the app, this show is about hitting pause and taking time to look after our mind and soul. In this series, I explore how we can make life better in 2020. How can we reduce stress, enjoy life, bounce back from setbacks, and get in flow? My guests will be sharing their expert advice, and I hope you join me on the journey. Our theme music is courtesy of Mindstream. Visit Mindstream.com to learn more about how their music and environments help you sleep, relax, focus, and move, or find their music on any streaming platform. Let's crack on with the show. Hello and welcome to this episode. I can't quite believe I have such a hero on my show this week. This woman has shaped my life since I first read her books when I was a teenager. Today's guest is the author Dr. Christiane Northrup, who has pioneered a movement for over 40 years, educating millions around the world about uniting the mind, body, emotions and spirit. Today, we are talking about her New York Times best-selling book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, which was first released in 1994, can you believe it, and is now being re-released, having been updated. The world is finally catching up to what Dr. Christiane was telling the medical profession 20 years ago. Human beings need to be treated as a whole. Everything interlinks. And as she said, let's start telling people what's going right with our bodies, rather than wrong. On behalf of all women everywhere, thank you, Dr. Christiane, and here is today's interview. What is your favorite quote at the moment? Um, The one that comes to mind is Joseph Campbell's, we must uh, give up the life we had planned in order to have the life that is waiting for us. And why And why did he choose that one? That's what came to my head right now. I have many, but what that means to me is the ego has a plan always. Like, you know, okay, how many vision boards have I done? How many lists of, you know, what I want to manifest have I done? And for the things that I most wanted that I absolutely had to have or I could never be happy, those things never happened. I had to let those go. So it's like we have to give up the life we had planned in order to have the life that's waiting for us. And what that means to me is our souls have a bigger plan than our egos with our uh, shopping list for God. So 
when you have faith that there is in fact a plan that you've had before you even got in a body, it relaxes everything. It's like, just, you know, this is, there's something else coming. Don't be afraid. Like right now, um, there's a new earth being born and this is the last gasp of the old order. So relax. It's all going to work out. (laughs) I love that. We know what we want, but sometimes not what we need. That's right. So true. What's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently? Um, I just lost my beloved, like literally two weeks ago. He died. I'm so sorry to hear that. I know, but on the other hand, okay, when I look back at at the whole trajectory of that relationship. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We came together to do a piece of work to heal each other in a huge way, and we did. So the life lesson is really kind of to trust the plan and to go with it and not not, um, wallow in victimhood. I see the perfection of not only how we came together, but also how it ended, and it hasn't ended. It hasn't ended. It's a whole new. It's a whole new relationship. I think he's still doing his life review. So therefore, I haven't heard from him yet. But I will. <laughs> that's so. That's so beautiful and deeply um, reassuring for many of us during that this time. Yes. Yes. How do you define happiness? Happiness is this feeling in your body of everything is okay, and it's connecting into our innate intelligence, the thing that keeps our blood pH normal and keeps uh, our heart beating and lungs taking in oxygen and oxygenating hemoglobin. That is a sense of well-being that one can only be in touch with by understanding presence. As Eckhart Tolle talks about presence inside ourselves, that if you go in and you just feel the presence of this moment, there's in my case anyway, there is just a deep, 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 deep sense of joy, happiness. Now, a lot of that is because I have been through so much and I have lived long enough to see my message accepted. I've um, been through all kinds of stuff that most people would, uh, would fold around. 
but I've never, ever, ever lost my absolute knowing that this is what I came for. This is what my job has been. Um, and I had a reader once say to me, you have had this information lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, and you never shared it. And this time you are going to do it. You're just going to do it. Let the chips fall where they may. And that is exactly what I've done because I've been compelled, compelled to do it. You know, people have weird ideas about someone like me that, oh, you know, you were six years old and you always knew you're going to be a doctor and the path was all laid out and it looked so good and you've been so successful. None of that is true. None of that is true. I just put one foot in front of the other and then always followed uh, what moved me emotionally, always followed that. And also uh, a very deep sense of you better get it right this this time, because if you don't, you're going to come back again, only it'll be harder. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, just get the lesson, go for it here. Yeah. <laughs> who, who do you think then um, nurtured that? Because obviously, that's a, I mean, I think, I mean, that's the optimum. We're all trying, I think, we're waking up to, to trying to live like that. But who was your guide? Because you're a guide to us, but who was your guide in ed educating you that there's a different way to live? I had, I would say my father was the main one. Uh, his brother and sister were both medical doctors. He was a dentist, a holistic dentist, we would say now. He believed in uh, the microbiome long before anyone even used the term. He used to take yogurt down the street to his patients who were on antibiotics. My mother made the yogurt. They didn't have any. Um, we grew up with a sense about the earth. Let the earth pass through you, then you'll be immune to everything. So I'm not afraid of this virus, this so-called virus. I'm not afraid of germs. I'm not afraid of any of that stuff. But having a medical doctor as his brother and sister, an aunt and an uncle, let me know early on that there were limitations to that way of thinking. And I also had a sister who died in the hospital at age six months. They didn't know what was wrong with her. And then a brother who was born and they didn't know what, what was wrong with him. And my parents signed him out of the hospital against medical advice because uh, the doctors didn't know what was going on. And they figured, well, he'll, he'll die at home with his family. He's not going to die like my sister in a pool of her own vomit with no one around. In, uh, in, you know, in a nursery where my mother could only look in a window. And then my dad, when I interviewed in medical school, was taken to the coronary intensive care unit and Buffalo General Hospital. And in two days, he called my mother. He said, get me out of here. They don't know what, they're what I have. And so she signed him out against medical advice once again. And I came home from interviewing in, in medical school, and he was sitting up in a chair, fluid two-thirds of the way up in his lungs reading The Godfather, and uh, he healed on his own. And indeed, they had not made the proper diagnosis. He had uh, infectious pericarditis. I learned later from a uh, medium, because I went, then talked to my father on the other side, and I asked him, why did he have that? He said, I was so afraid of losing you. I thought that the medical profession was going to swallow you up so that you would lose your ability to think for yourself. And it, and it affected my heart. I thought you were going to become like my brother and sister. I never did. I figure I'm just carrying on my dad's work. So early on, I was radicalized. 
So I want to dive into your book um, because I generally don't believe there is a more important book to read than this one. It is a Bible uh, for health. And you first released it in 1994 and you've updated it. You're re-releasing it. And why now and what has changed? What changed is that I was sitting in, um, in Florida on vacation and the Harvey Weinstein thing hit the New York Times. And I don't even read the mainstream media. And I was transfixed, transfixed. It's like suddenly the mainstream was believing women and believing their stories. And Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom was written in the 80s and 90s, the first edition, at a time when everyone thought my patients were crazy. Everyone thought that chronic pelvic pain and ovarian cysts and PMS and endometriosis just leaped out of the closet. You had bad genes. And I knew this wasn't true because I would listen to their stories and I would see how their bodies were symbolic of the wounding they had experienced in our culture. And so I then had this um, sense that I needed to complete this, this whole cycle of my life with putting out a whole other edition, a completely updated, the sort of post Me Too version And because so much had changed, and now the culture was finally ready for a book that came out 20 years ago. They're they're finally ready because of people like you. Um, Young women whose mothers gave them the book are now entering menopause. And so we, um, you know, evolution moves very slowly, although right now it's moving very quickly. (laughs) But it's very slow. And we finally, we needed a couple generations. You know, there's a the reason that it took the the Israelites forty years in the desert after this is a this is a symbolic story. It's not. I don't think it's a real story because it's not that far from Egypt to the Promised Land. It's like not that far. But they wandered in the desert for forty years. Forty years is uh, two generations. It generally takes two generations of people to get the slavery out of people, and women are now getting the slavery out of them that has been in place for 5,000 years. I mean, what I say is in the United States, women got the right to vote in 1920. So this is 100 years ago. And, And in geologic time, that's nothing. Now we're at a place where I believe it is the feminine voice it's the divine feminine that is leading. We're in a two year. The, the, this millennium is, starts with a two, right? It's 2020, 2020 vision. And it is women and the, and the feminine that's going to be leading this. Where, I mean, if you just look at what are we doing here? We have an old paradigm to fight a germ. It's the wrong paradigm. We have immunity. We have a microbiome. Um, pretending there's a war against a germ. It's the wrong paradigm. And we have the science to support it. And women know this, or uh, the feminine knows this. What do you think are the most culturally uh, toxic beliefs that still exist around our health today, though? That we are vulnerable to everything that comes down the pike, that we have to wash our hands 100 times a day. I mean, you can see the cultural fears writ large. It, it, it is the uh, fear of contagion, the fear that we're all going to die. And so the answer is universal vaccination. 
So we're in, in the United States, in several states, including mine, we've passed these draconian uh, vaccine laws that everyone who enters school needs 72 or 69 different shots by the age of 18. And there's not a single vaccine that has ever been proven totally safe. So, and, and the vaccine manufacturers are completely uh, free of any liability. They can give you anything they want and they have no liability. What other industry has that? What other industry? It's insane. So that stems directly from the most common belief, which is we're going to catch something and it's going to kill us. And an injection is the answer instead of the true answer, which is making sure that your microbiome is in great shape from eating fermented foods, uh, making sure that your vitamin D levels are optimal from getting out in the sunshine, uh, breathing fresh air, exercising, um, having a little iodine from kelp uh, to, because it's antiviral. Um, there's all kind of vitamin C in massive doses if you're sick. All of these naturally occurring things have been systematically uh, discarded, systematically on purpose. And so the belief of modern medicine is you cannot live a healthy life without a prescription. So the average 65-year-old in the United States is on six prescription medications. My mother's 94. She's not on a single one. I mean, I can't believe how, how fast people are to drink the Kool-Aid. It's unbelievable. And I mean, you know, I really focus on mental health. So when I heard a, a quarter of all women in the States are on antidepressants, yes. it's horrifying. It's horrifying because those have never been tested. I mean, the original, when Prozac came on the market, I remember when it came on the market, and I think that the approval was based on 12 people when Prozac came on on the market. So it's in the late 80s. And I put someone on it. Just I just tried it out. She comes back. She goes, you know, I looked out the window and I saw that my car had a flat tire and it didn't bother me at all. I said, okay. And she said, shouldn't that have bothered me so that I would go and fix it? Yeah. She literally described the numbness. And this really leads into my next question because you have really been a pioneer of truth. Yeah. And truth has got people angry you've had the <laughs> medical field field against you like you have fought you're like our modern day suffragette and um what research and experiences have you found to be most confirming of the mind body soul connection that you've been speaking of for years even maybe before some of this research even existed well I did say it before some of the research yeah. existed and uh, it happened that I was a friend of Dr. Candace Pert who discovered endorphins and enkephalins, the, the molecules that the brain makes when it thinks or the molecules that the, that the body makes when it thinks. Um, but the research backing up the mind-body connection is now so robust from functional PET scans, uh, from functional MRIs that we know, for instance, that emotional pain uh, registers the same in the body as physical pain. Uh, we also know that there are receptor sites on every cell in the body, including the immune cells. There are receptor sites for the chemicals that the brain makes when it thinks. 
Um, we know that um, our devices like phones and computers are addictive because they increase dopamine when you see a like on your Facebook page or whatever that increases dopamine, which feels good. So then you want to do more and more. But the same with junk food, it increases dopamine, which is um, the reward center in the brain. And so we have to be very clear on what is addictive, addictive. In in the book, um, you talk about addictions, and I really wanted to come on to this because we again have understood addictions as, oh, that must, they must mean an alcoholic or a drug addict. But in the book, you're like, no, guys, that addictions actually are sometimes so subtle and like behavior, like worker, uh, being a workaholic, like that's an addiction. I would, um, what are the most common addictions um, that you find people are attached to um, and why are they so damaging? Okay. Perfectionism. That's a big one. (laughs) where it just has to it just has to be perfect you have to look perfect your house has to be perfect all of that and so you can never rest when you look and a little thing is out of order on your shelf you know like that stuff um or thinking that you have to be perfect in fact that's the name of your show right uh not perfect yeah. so i think the most radical thing that you can possibly do is understand that you have an inner voice, an inner wisdom, a higher power. And when you tune into that, that's when you get to the way I live, which is this constant state of well-being, despite the grief of losing the love of my life two weeks ago. I still have this, everything is okay. Do I miss him? Do I weep at times? You bet I do. But there's the sense of, it's all unfolding perfectly. Grief, and many people are undergoing a lot of grief. We have a lot of losses right now, a lot. Loss of freedom, loss of family members, loss of jobs, loss of the way you thought we were living. But so you let the grief come. It comes in waves. And what we must do always with grief is we must allow ourselves to feel it. You must feel it to heal it. And so that's what we have to do with every symptom. We have to go inside and we have to love on the little inner child who never, ever got a chance to um, go all the way in and cry. And, And instead, you know, we were told, keep a stiff upper lip or whatever it was. And what does that do? It creates a pain body. Eckhart Tolle talks about the pain body, a semi-autonomous being that needs to feed. It feeds on our fear. It feeds on darkness and it wakes up to feed. So the only way to dissolve a pain body is to be present with it, present with it as who you really are, who you really are, not the role you play, but just to be really present like a really good parent who has a child who's just fallen down and stumbled and they come to you, you hug the child, they cry until they're okay. That's what we have to do with ourselves. Allow ourselves to hurt. Yes. So how you talk about the internal guidance system, how do we tap back into this system that we've been so tapped out away from? Okay. Well, one of the things that I have to tell you and the, the biggest compliment that I've ever gotten through the years is that when people read the book, they say, 
oh, wow, I always knew this. I always thought this, but I never heard a doctor say it. So what you do, you want to practice shoring up this vessel of your body as a tuning fork for truth so that when you read something that feels true, it goes ping. And I think more than any other time in history, I don't want people to listen to me. I don't want them to listen to whatever. I want them to listen to themselves. That's what I've been teaching for all these years. So for instance, if someone has come in with a whatever it is, um, that's why I always said, get a second opinion. Don't just go along with what the doctor says. So many women have had hysterectomies, bilateral mastectomies, um, Gardasil shots when they knew better. They knew better. Their intuition said, I don't, I don't feel right about this. And they did it anyway. Or there's those wonderful pioneers who read my book and then they're kind of, they've been vaccinated in a way so that they understand their own truth. Now, here's the thing. There's no one right way. There are women who do well with bilateral mastectomies to prevent breast cancer. There are those who a hysterectomy has been the biggest, best thing they ever did. But then there are those who say, God, I wish I had followed my own gut and not done it. So you have to take the smorgasbord of life and choose what works best for you. And you can only do it when you have developed a relationship with this inner wisdom. Now, the inner wisdom does not come from here and it doesn't come from fear, which is the third chakra. It comes from being connected with your heart. And it comes from not making decisions out of fear. See, that's where we get hooked. I love how your work has essentially, like you give us back our autonomy, you give us back our control and actually help us challenge culture and go, hold on a minute, is that right? And um, and go. Where are the where is the fake news for ourselves? Which for me has been like just it's been so healing. Like reading your works, um, I would love to talk about how our thoughts and our emotions are so connected to this internal guidance system. Like, in what ways is our thoughts entwined with our health? And why do you think for so long we've like separated our heads from our bodies? Well, first of all, the entire education system is designed to separate our heads from our bodies. Don't break the seal until told to do so, you know, in the standardized Mm. testing. Sit in a row, do what the teacher says. Um, And if you, you know, if you get it wrong, we'll slap you with a ruler, which they used to do. Um, But let's talk about a thought. Okay, so Let's do two thoughts and I want you to just see how you feel, all right? So here's a thought. Um, The human race is about to be enslaved by dark forces. The way they will do it is a vaccine that contains nanoparticles that will multiply within the human body. And then they will put up 5G satellites, which are already going up all over the planet. The adjuvants like the aluminum in the vaccines will make us an antenna so that our bodies and our minds will be connected with artificial intelligence, and then we will become like the matrix. How does that thought feel when we put that in our bodies? How does that feel? Absolutely terrifying. terrifying. Okay, now let's do another thought. This is a time in history that has been foretold for centuries. This is the Great Awakening. Um, And in December 21st, 2012, when the human race 
did not destroy itself, and it was the end of the Mayan calendar, we knew that we had moved into a new time, the, the age of Aquarius, a wonderful new time. And this is the wake-up call for humanity. People are waking up all over the planet. We've never had the entire planet connected in the way it is. On 4-4-2020, we had a global meditation with over a million people. It was a very specific astrologic portal. And over a million people all meditated, and it changed the Schumann resonance of the Earth's frequency as measured by the Global Coherence Project that has sensors because the Earth is very sensitive to human emotions. And at that time, everyone lifted up together, and there were visions of the new Earth that Eckhart Tolle talked about. And the new Earth, um, so he says the evolution of a plant is a flower. The evolution of the mineral kingdom is a crystal. The evolution of humanity is Kuan Yin, uh, Jesus, Buddha. We are waking up as a species and finding connections with each other that heretofore have never been possible. We are seeing that we are all one. And what we're living through is the last gasp of the old order that already has had us enslaved, and now we're waking up. So you can sit back with joy, understand the truth of the plan of the dark forces, that's third dimension, and then go into fifth dimension, our new earth and the new timeline is absolutely assured, and we will be shown what our role is minute to minute, day to day. Now, how does that thought feel? Calming, reassuring, beautiful. That's right. That's right. So right now, on the mainstream media, what are they doing? They're giving you no good news. It's all bad news. This is the new normal. You will have to wear a mask forever. Um, this, uh, This will never end until everyone is vaccinated. What they're not telling you is the number of people who are fully recovered from this thing. Mm. Every day I Mm want to see a list of all the people fully recovered. I want to see them on the news. I had it. This is how I am now. I'm thriving. Um, Or I want to see, yeah, I started to get it. I tested positive. I took vitamin C. I took zinc. I took hydroxychloroquine. I'm fine. It was not a problem at all. See, that's what we need to see. And and in your book, you explain how our our electromagnetic field is changed by these thoughts. It's not just oh, yeah. um, because, I, right? Because I feel like what I've definitely struggled with with in my work is trying to kind of like stress the importance of the impact of bad thoughts to the impact of good thoughts. Yes. Yeah, so here's but here's what you do, and you can measure that. By the way, I I have dowsing rods, and I can literally measure the electromagnetic field. So we need to know that if people doubt that there's an electromagnetic field, where is the EEG signal coming from? Where is the EKG signal coming from? It's an electromagnetic field. And we affect many, many people with our thoughts. And someone who's connected in is a thousand times more powerful than someone who's in fear. So they say that the Dalai Lama's energy field extends two miles out from him. So when we begin to think, okay, the new earth is being born. I chose to be here right at this moment. Um, I'm part of the wake up call. This is no mistake. And I'm, I joyously can imagine 
the new world where we have um, everyone eating from local farms, our microbiome is restored, the waters are clean, uh, they've invented plastics that absolutely are recyclable. Um, everyone's wardrobe is bespoke because we have uh, just a few great things that are made just for us. You know, just do a riff on what you would like to see. And that helps, first of all, it extends your energy field, which then affects people all over the planet. We have no idea that when we're doing, for instance, a divine love meditation or any meditation, we're actually helping someone across the planet. That's how connected we are. So therefore, we really can't allow ourselves to get stuck in the negativity. Now, you're going to go negative because we're still in three-dimensional world. Understand that there's a big plan to uh, enslave humanity. There just is. But there always has been. This isn't new. It's just out where you can see it. I mean, in my career, you know, I was afraid of when, when the first edition of this book came out in June 1994, I was terrified to go into the hospital. Terrified. I thought I would lose my license. I thought, you know, every and and I I said to somebody, this book is a prayer. You know, can I prove everything in this book? No. But it was based on what I was seeing every day, every day in my office with women there. The book is a prayer. Now, most of the stuff that I said back then has been proved in the medical literature. So so I don't think I don't want people to have to wait. How do you know that? I'm a realist. Show me the studies. No, 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 no. They come later. I was speaking to a woman who entered law school around the time I entered medical school, and we were discussing the fact that there was no affirmative action. No one had said, you better accept women. It was the zeitgeist of the time. So many of us entered the professions at that time. There was no law that said you had to. It literally was what was happening. So what is happening now? A total rebirth of natural medicine, of uh, massage therapy, of acupuncture, all of the stuff. I have an acupuncturist who was practicing in a little town in Maine like 30 years ago. And I said, and everyone called her a witch and she's Chinese. And I said, how did you manage to keep on keeping on, right? She said, oh, I just knew was good thing. Very yin. This is very yin. We don't have to push up against anything. We just have to be. We have to be our truth. Just live our truth. Right. And I, I don't know whether this was um, in an interview or in the book, but um, what I think you made a really interesting point where you said affirmations don't always work because of the difference between thoughts and beliefs. And I'd love for you to explain Oh, that I love this. This is good. Okay. So Michael... What is his name? He runs the Agape Church out in, uh, in the uh, Michael, Mike, Beckwith. Michael Beckwith. He's, he's got a great quote. And he says, affirmations don't make something happen. They make something welcome. All right. So I want to give you a really concrete example from my own life. All right. So I'm going through a divorce and I'm afraid I'm going to lose my house. And I've always believed in the prosperity thinking, right? Except that when you're going through a divorce and you realize that a divorce is a lawsuit, hello, I had no idea. Um, you know, I'm suddenly thrown into this awful situation where I think that um, 
the man I'm supposed to be married to for the rest of my life with whom I have two kids is suddenly an adversary and I could lose my house and I don't know where, I mean, it was a situation, a situation. So every day I got on my elliptical trainer or I mean, I think it was a treadmill at the time. And I had a whole bunch of prosperity affirmations that I got from the Catherine Ponder's dynamic laws of prosperity. And on that treadmill, every day, every day, every day, every day, I said those affirmations. You have to keep on keeping on because it's not one of those pie in the sky. Oh, I said the affirmations. I did the vision board. Where's my stuff? It doesn't, right. it doesn't work that way. But if I look back on my life, you know, I didn't set out to have a New York Times bestselling book. I didn't set out to be on Oprah, NBC Nightly News, all the stuff that has happened. I never set out to do any of it. I saw something that I was passionate about, a baby being born, and how should this happen? And then much later in life now, I realized that the reason I was so moved at birth, like almost dropping to the floor, weeping in pain-filled joy, was my own disconnection from my mother. We do what we do to heal ourselves. And, if, uh, and when we do that, we help others. Because when you heal the little part of you that needs to be healed, it, help, it, it heals the whole collective. You've done a piece that uplifts the whole. And, if you, and we're all of a fabric. And if you don't do your piece, it doesn't get done. So we all have to do our piece. And my piece was a whole career in women's health that has helped millions all over the planet, all stemming from the mother I chose because there was a mismatch. However, I chose the mother I chose to do the work I came mm -hmm. to do. I wouldn't have had the motivation to do it, but I was always healing myself. And what I love about your book is that I feel one of the main messages I took away from it is that following your desire is our own healing medicine. Yes, yes. And that, right, and like your desire was to look after children, you'd no idea why, to bring them into the world, but that healed you. And I feel that this the conversation around healing gets so complicated. And so everyone's like, ah, I'm going to stay and like, I'm not lovable, I'm not good enough. But what you do so simply in the book is just say, just focus on what lights you up, focus on what you find interesting. And that's kind of where your healing medicine that's lies. That's right. And, and then later in life, you know, I was so drawn to learning how to dance Argentine tango. I mean, that was a huge desire, huge desire that was sparked by watching a couple dance across the, you know, the window on Main Street. Now, actually doing it, learning to do it, learning how to completely surrender to the lead of, of a man, or it could be a woman, took me five, six, seven years. But there was such a profound connection, heart connections, the dance of the heart, much harder than medical school, much harder than a surgical residency. Why? Because all of my beliefs about, okay, I'm a middle-aged single woman who wants to learn how to dance. There are way too many of those. What a caricature. You live alone at home with cats. You know, all that stuff. And I just, <laughs> and I just had to get, get over it, right? Get through it. And as a result, I created um, a wonderful new life that actually changed my point of attraction 
in life with everybody because once you've learned how to surrender to physically to the lead, it changes your whole body. It changes your whole life. So I now have that, the tango within my body. I don't actually even have to dance anymore. How did you push through that? Because you had that negative belief saying, oh God, that was going to be so embarrassing. Like what, what helped you just get to that? Okay. Now that's where I have to give my mother all the credit. It's like, you know, we grew up hiking mountains and, um, you know, the, the motto was don't ask for, uh, lighter pack, ask for a stronger back, you know, and I, and so I was dragged up all these mountains and cold and wet skiing and all that. But what it does, what that does is it gives you an inner core of steel to keep going. Um, Because there were so many times when I didn't want to go back. However, every time I did, some kind of magic would happen. And also I wanted to use it as a laboratory. I had been teaching at the Mama Gina School of Womanly Arts in New York City at that time. And I had sent my daughters there to see if it held water. And it was, you know, how to have your way with the world through pleasure, which is, of course, the opposite of anything I ever learned as a surgeon. So I wanted to try it out. So I would just stand there and smile, have fun with it. And eventually, 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 it all, it all, came to fruition, but there was no question. I I wanted to defy, I wanted to defy the narrative that just Mm -hmm. because I'm this doesn't mean I can't have that. And I think that's what we all have to do, whether you're single and want a mate, whether you're married uh, or not married and want a child, it goes back to the affirmations. Affirmations don't make something happen. They make something welcome. And if you believed that you could have whatever you're affirming, you'd have it already. And, and mm. so, you know, my, my recent relationship changed my point of attraction. I now know in my body what it is like to be utterly loved, body, mind, and spirit utterly loved. It's changed me forever. When the pain comes, when you're feeling lost, when you you need a support system, you need to have your physical body held and addressed. You need to rest. You need to be touched. And uh, frankly, it uh, it is having a, I call it a placenta of support of other women who can support you. This is the time immemorial way that women have healed, but we've been taught to be jealous of other women, suspicious of other women. Women have undermined um, each other. And yes, there are women like that. Absolutely. It's about one in five called borderline personality. disorder. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, there, I wouldn't have survived in the past 20 years or so without women friends. And that was new to me. That was very new to me. Um, Late to that party. My daughter, on the other hand, was early to that party. She has the same friends that she had in nursery school, and they all still get together. So it's an amazing, uh, you know, her husband said to me, yeah, she wanted to bring her friends on our honeymoon. Um, So uh, (laughs) I, but what I will tell you is I have, I have this inner circle 
Um, many of them are very intuitive. They're professional intuitive. So I have people that I can call. Um, I'm very good with tarot cards. I'm very good with a pendulum. I have a way to um, tune in, but I also know when to reach out and who's going to be there for me. And I need to have people when I'm human and vulnerable. It's actually vulnerability is a strength. It's a strength. We help each other heal through sharing our stories of pain and triumph. I mean, that's why we all love a good makeover on television, right? Okay, this person comes in and we know exactly what to do with the hair and the makeup. And whoa, we love that because in our own bodies is transformation, absolute transformation. That's what we're here on earth to do, actually. Play around in the dirt, three-dimensional, and uplift you know what they say about New York, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. I think it's the same yeah. with planet Earth. This is a um, badass gangster planet. It is a hard planet to be in. It's dark, it's light. And when you can raise the vibration of matter, which is your body, you change the whole universe. That's what I really believe. Dr. Northrup, honestly, I just can't wait just for more and more and more and more and more people to hear you speak. And and as I said, like, it's just, it's every generation is being healed by your work. So just thank you so much, really. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Of course, it would be amazing and very appreciated if you wouldn't mind hitting subscribe and sharing this podcast. You can find me at Poppy Jamie on Instagram. DM me questions or any guest suggestions. I'd love to hear from you. And also, if you have a moment, download Happy Not Perfect. It's my mindfulness app that helps you manage stress, anxiety, sleep, and ultimately makes you feel happier every single day in less than five minutes. See you next time. Sending you lots of love and energy. Till then. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs>